Get ready, because you're about to get sucked in. Welcome to Down the Black Hole. I'm your host, Coeli, and I'm a starseed who's obsessed with everything cosmic, energy, and otherworldly as it relates to our 3D reality. I consider myself a modern-day philosopher because I love to think. My mind is open to pondering endless possibilities, and as you go down the black hole with me, I hope to expand your mind too. Hi everyone, welcome back to part two of Retrograde Seasons. Today we're going to be discussing Uranus Retrograde, I'm going to continue on with Jupiter Retrograde and Pisces, and then we're going to move into Mars Retrograde and the two Mercury Retrogrades that we should be expecting towards the end of the year. On August 24th until January 23rd, 2023, Uranus will be going Retrograde in Taurus. Now, Uranus is the planet of sudden changes, uncommon and unexpected developments, breakthroughs, awakenings, liberations, um, innovation, and as well as like rebellion and revolution. So when Uranus is going retrograde, we're really discussing like big changes. Now Uranus is going retrograde in the sign of Taurus, which is its least favorite sign to be in. And this is because Taurus is completely opposite to what Uranus stands for because Taurus is, like I said in, in part one, they really just look for security, stability, and foundation. And Uranus does not provide any of that. Uranus is all about changes, um, whether you see them coming or not. It's all about restructuring and unexpected breakthroughs and things like that. And when you have this planet that is all about changes especially on a grand scale and you have that in the sign that loves structure and loves foundation it's not really something that is a very congruent energy so you can expect a lot of tension to come from uranus being retrograde in taurus and especially a lot that's going to be under review and that we're going to be undergoing is a lot of structural changes and kind of unexpected developments in terms of like our resources and what is happening foundationally like in political spheres but also like in our personal life so the structures that we've been standing on may be upheavaled and we may not have that to stand on anymore which is in a lot of ways very unnerving. Uranus really just loves to keep us on our toes and so one of the reasons that it loves to give us sudden changes, especially because it's the ruler of Aquarius, it's to teach us all the different types of perspectives that we have. And Aquarius, being ruled by Uranus, really understands how everything kind of works out for the greater good, but it's also able to see from a wide angle all the different perspectives and timelines and various options laid out before us. Now, there has been some talk in the astrology community that Uranus being retrograde in Taurus is going to lead to some food shortages of sorts, but I don't really like to promote that idea. I'm just putting it out there for you to be aware that that's what's being talked about. But the reason I don't really want to promote that idea is because I believe that when you implant a seed in someone and you tell them, oh, hey, this is going to happen... That's what their brain latches onto, and that's what they start to create as a reality. So when you 
are putting that type of information out there to the collective and the collective is taking all that in. The collective is co-creating reality on a grand scale with that same idea and therefore it's more likely to manifest. However, at the same time, I wanted to present that information so that we do have an awareness that that is a possibility of this retrograde season. However, please don't put any energy towards that. And if you're having any types of fear towards like having food shortages, please try to tap into like your levels of abundance and your gratitude so that you're not operating from a place of fear and creating your reality in that way. In part one, I discussed Jupiter going retrograde, um, starting in Aries, and then finishing in Pisces. Now, it's going to go retrograde in Pisces starting October 27th, and what we can expect from that is more dreamy-type energy. Jupiter is a co-ruler of Pisces, and while it's not the main ruler, Jupiter definitely has a huge influence on the way Pisces works and operates. And one of the things we can definitely expect from Jupiter being retrograde in Pisces is a lot more of imaginative energy. We're going to be looking at the ways we can use our artistic abilities or our imagination to our advantage or just to create um, happiness within ourselves because Jupiter is the planet of joy, wisdom, and expansion. So we're going to be focused more on our inner world rather than the outer world when Jupiter moves into Pisces. And this is going to be happening around the same time that Neptune is um, retrograde in Pisces as well. So we're going to have this very dreamy, romantic, um, highly imaginative energy that we're going to be experiencing. And a lot of it's going to have to do with like the inner work that we're doing and whether or not that's to create joy or possibly to bring out more of our imaginative and romantic sides because we've been neglecting them. But those are the themes that we're going to go through. The only word of caution that I would advise during this retrograde period is just the fact that since Pisces is a dreamy and mutable sign, we should be aware that we can possibly get lost in our imagination and into some pretty wild fantasies. Um, we might dive a little too far into our delusions, so... We should be mindful not to do that because when we're too delusional, we really get off track with where we want to take things and it really just messes up our whole um, goal and where we want to move towards and what we're trying to create and manifest. So I'm going to kind of jump around here a little bit just because I want to stay in chronological order so that you all can refer back to this podcast if you need to, to um, review the types of themes that we could be going through during each retrograde cycle. I'm going to start with the first Mercury retrograde that begins on September 9th. I'm going to segue back into the Mars retrograde that's starting October 30th, and then I'm going to move forward into the Mercury retrograde, the fourth one and final, that is starting on December 29th. So on September 9th until October 2nd, Mercury is going retrograde. It's beginning this cycle in the sign of Libra starting on September 9th until September 22nd. On September 23rd, Mercury will move back into the sign of Virgo until it ends on October 2nd. Now, what stood out the most to me with this Mercury retrograde in particular is the fact that 
all of the other retrograde cycles of the planets and celestial bodies that have gone retrograde for this year have begun either in the first three signs of the zodiac or the last three signs of the zodiac. And this one is beginning somewhere kind of in the middle. So while all the other planets or celestial bodies have begun their cycles either in the signs of Aries, Taurus, or Gemini, or Capricorn, Aquarius, or Pisces, this one starting in the middle of the sign of Libra. Now, even though Libra is not really one of the first three signs of the zodiac or the last three signs of the zodiac, Mercury is still following its original pattern of beginning its cycles in an air sign and segueing back into an earth sign. So the first Mercury retrograde that happened in this year began in Aquarius and segued back into Capricorn. And the second one began in Gemini and segued back into Taurus. Now, this Mercury retrograde cycle is still following that same trend, beginning in an air sign of Libra and segueing back into an earth sign Virgo. So it's not too off. However, I still feel like this Mercury retrograde season has a lot to teach us. The other thing that stood out to me about Mercury being retrograde in Libra is that currently we're going to be having Chiron retrograde in Aries. Now, Aries and Libra are polar opposites. So they're on the same spectrum, but they're on differing sides. And a huge major difference between Aries and Libra is that Aries in particular is all about self-love and accessing the inner child. And it does this very well. Libra, on the other hand, is a little bit more on the insecure side. Libra cares very much about the opinions of others, and there's this sort of superficiality that comes with Libra. They really do like beauty and aesthetics, and it doesn't mean that their personality is superficial, but they do like a certain superficial charm about them. So a lot of times they can struggle with accepting certain qualities about themselves, especially in terms of like physical attributes. And I feel like this Mercury retrograde season being in Libra, along with Kieran retrograde being in Aries, has a lot to teach us about where we need to accept ourselves in terms of like our physical attributes and where we're lacking that self-love towards those physical traits that we're um, really kind of being very critical of. Now in part one, I talked about how retrograde periods that are for planets that have a longer orbit period around the sun are a little less intense because their retrograde cycles are a lot more lengthy. Whereas with Mercury retrograde, it has one of the fastest orbital periods. It, and not only that, it just has a much more intense cycle for a retrograde period than the other planets. Like it's felt more intensely. We go through a lot more growth in such a short period of time. So we can definitely expect this Mercury retrograde cycle to be a little bit intense in terms of undergoing like changes to acceptance of our physical appearance or really accepting the fact that we've been critical of how we look for so long and trying to go through a period where we're evaluating how we can change those things about ourselves. Because what Kieran and Aries is really trying to teach us is having more self-love. And what Mercury Retrograde and Libra is expanding upon is the idea of not accepting qualities about ourselves or being too critical 
with those qualities. So this cycle is really going to be focused very intently on those. And when Mercury finally moves into Virgo on September 23rd, we're going to see the expansion of kind of more self-criticalness because Virgo, unfortunately, it's very hard on itself. It's not a sign that takes it easy on itself. It very much looks at all the little details and it hones in on anything that it doesn't feel is correct. They have this kind of like perfectionist mentality and I feel like this Mercury God is going to be expanding upon places in our lives or situations where we have that that whole concept of I need to be perfect and along with the Kieran retrograde in Aries is going to be trying to teach us how to love ourselves instead of keeping that criticalness of ourselves. But what's really great about this too is the fact that Mercury retrograde starting out in Libra, the cardinal sign, along with Kieran and Aries being a cardinal sign also, that is a lot of initiation energy. So we're going to be starting this whole cycle of working on self-love and really coming to terms with who we are. And then when it moves into the sign of Virgo, which is a mutable sign, we're going to have the initiation to make those necessary like changes about the ways in which we approach ourselves. Now, moving into Mars retrograde that begins on October 30th until January 12th, 2023, Mars is going retrograde in the sign of Gemini, mutable Gemini. Mars is a planet of action, desire, initiation, self-assertion, aggression, and competition. Gemini is all about communication. They're the master communicators of the Zodiac. Um, Unfortunately, they can be prone to um, restlessness and impatience, but they are very changeable. They are quick to gain new knowledge and change their perspectives, and they're quick to change how they communicate and their communication styles towards themselves and others. So during this retrograde cycle, we could be having a lot of communication issues, especially um, in terms of arguments, because we'll probably be a little bit more aggressive and competitive towards others. We might um, be more likely to assert ourselves in a more kind of like aggressive manner, especially verbally. We will probably use a lot of like intellectual aggression as well because Gemini is, is a sign of knowledge, not only communication. So we may be communicating that and using our knowledge like in terms of, of attacking someone. We may be also prone to using our communication styles and our knowledge in terms of like manipulation. So we might be using that um, as manipulative tactics in order to control situations or to kind of like hide our anger about something. Also during this retrograde cycle, Mars is going to be what is known as out of bounds. And that's when a planet moves past um, Earth's orbital orbit, like around the sun. And this changes how that planet responds. So we can expect Mars to act a little bit unpredictable. It's going to be kind of like odd or irrational, maybe even a little bit inappropriate. It's not going to be acting in the traditional ways of what Mars represents. And there's another really significant aspect to this Mars retrograde cycle as well. Because Mars is going to be retrograde during a bardo period and that's when we have mars retrograde between a solar eclipse and a lunar eclipse so mars is going retrograde on october 30th and we have a solar eclipse on october 25th 
and then we have a lunar eclipse on November 8th. So Mars is going retrograde between these eclipse cycles of the solar and the lunar, and that's definitely going to have an effect also on how Mars retrograde is going to be experienced. The importance here of these eclipses is the fact that they're completing a six-month eclipse cycle. So on April 30th, we had a partial solar eclipse in the sign of Taurus, and then on May 15th, we had a lunar eclipse in the sign of Scorpio. That cycle is now going to be um, reversed. So we're going to have a solar eclipse on October 25th in Scorpio and a lunar eclipse on November 8th in Taurus. What's also interesting is the fact that Taurus and Scorpio are polar opposites and Mars is one of the ruling planets of Scorpio. Also, there's going to be a Mercury, Sun, and Venus conjunction in Scorpio during the solar eclipse. And for those of you who are not astrology buffs, a conjunction is basically when um, planets are within 10 degrees of each other and they have a greater effect upon each other in terms of increasing that type of energy. And since these eclipses are occurring in fixed signs of Taurus and Scorpio, I believe that Mars in Mutable Gemini is pushing us to make necessary changes in terms of how we come across, the way we speak, um, how we assert ourselves, our levels of aggression and our, our outlook on competition, um, as well as our actions and our desires. Just be mindful that anything that's been kept under the surface during a Mars retrograde or previously before this Mars retrograde will be coming to the surface during this cycle. So a lot of people would probably be experiencing anger and so there might be a lot of lashing out verbally since Mars is going to be in Gemini. And if we can, we really want to try to channel um, any repressed anger or frustrations into energy that's going to allow us to take proper action towards our goals and building and, and creating. Another thing to be very mindful of during a Mars retrograde is Mars rules action, so we don't really want to physically exhaust ourselves. Again, retrograde periods are a time when we should be resting, reflecting, and realigning. So if we're pushing ourselves too much physically, it's really time that we step back and relax. Now, in terms of the eclipse cycles that are going to be occurring um, shortly before and during the Mars retrograde cycle, we really want to up our self-care because eclipses can be very, very draining to us physically and energetically. And we really want to take the necessary time definitely to rest, relax, and just give ourselves extra pampering during this time. Moving into the final Mercury retrograde cycle of 2022, that is occurring on December 29th until January 18th, 2023, and is occurring in the sign of Capricorn. Capricorn is a cardinal sign, so it's going to be initiating action. Now, the other thing about this Mercury retrograde cycle is unlike the previous three Mercury retrogrades, Mercury is going to stay in the sign of Capricorn. It is not going to start out in an air sign like the previous three had and then cycle back into an Earth sign. It is going to be in the sign of Capricorn for the full cycle. The themes of this Mercury retrograde are going to be centered around mastery and achievement as well as discipline and organization. Capricorn is a very hard-working sign so we may also see some themes centered around 
whether or not we are overworking ourselves towards something or possibly not even putting in enough effort into something. Another thing that we're going to probably be reviewing during this Mercury retrograde cycle is all the ways in which we're being held back from our achievements and whether that has to do with certain situations that we're in um, certain people or even within ourselves because we can definitely get in our own way sometimes. And if we have been overworking ourselves, this is a wonderful period of time to take that necessary um, rest and reflection and relaxation. During any retrograde cycle though, we definitely want to slow down a little bit um, and kind of lighten our load. We definitely want to increase like times that we can have for rest and relaxation we do want to be very mindful of like revisiting old ideas and we want to practice, especially during um, our Mercury retrograde, at being better listeners and communicators. We want to make sure that we're not making any big decisions. Big decisions are something that you should definitely avoid, especially during Mercury retrograde, but in also with like any other retrograde period as big decisions can have major impacts when all the planets go forward again. And time. Time is another crucial aspect. So if you have something planned and you're trying to cram a lot of things into your day, we tend to run into like a lot of issues with time and not having enough time during a retrograde cycle because we're being pulled back and it seems like time is moving a lot faster than we're able to. So if you have a lot of things that you need to accomplish in a particular day, just make sure that you kind of um, space those out a little bit so you're giving yourself extra time so that way you can make certain appointments and not be late or um, make sure that like if you have a, a time to catch a plane that you have enough time to be at the airport and then you're not scrambling around at the last minute to make your flight. And another common theme we see with Mercury retrograde in particular is issues with technology because Mercury rules technology. So a lot of times our technology can crash or will act kind of funny or slow or we might lose things that we thought we saved and we actually didn't. Um, so we can lose whole entire gaps of time where we put in effort into a project because we relied too heavily on technology or we didn't realize that we forgot to save something. So it's be very mindful of what you're working on and be sure to save your work. Mercury retrograde definitely has like the hugest impact though on communication um, and this is this comes in all forms. Most of the time it's verbal because our current reality is very based on verbal communication but sometimes it can be like written communication in forms of like emails and things. So if you're given an important email or you need to write an important email or um, a paper or anything like that, just make sure that you're rereading everything that you've written before sending it because there could be something in that email that either you left out or that you shouldn't have been said or should have been worded differently. Um, and definitely we want to focus on just being very concise in the way that we speak, very direct in terms of eliminating that kind of confusion and, and that um, miscommunication that can occur during Mercury retrograde. Because the more clearly we speak to one another, the more likely we are to avoid the issues with communication. And that concludes our retrograde cycles for the year of 2022. 
I hope you found this audio very insightful. I hope you were able to take some knowledge from it and utilize that through your own life. And I hope that you'll return to this video if you ever need some more guidance or you forgot a certain piece of, of a theme or something that is to be expected for a particular retrograde cycle. There's honestly so much more I could say about retrograde cycles, but I just wanted to give brief overviews of what to expect. Um, if you want some more like detailed information, I recommend that you Google um, the retrograde cycles so you can see exactly how it affects your specific sign or your specific house that these planets will be transiting. That way you get more detailed information on how it will directly impact you. But yeah, I really hope you enjoyed everything that you've listened to here. Thank you so much for joining me down the black hole. I hope your mind was expanded and that you're able to see the world through a new lens. If you enjoyed your journey down the black hole, please subscribe to my channel. And if you want more content, you can follow me on Instagram at starseed.coeli. In the meantime, keep your mind open. The universe is full of endless possibilities.